Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Before we get rolling with today's episode, don't forget to download, subscribe, give this podcast a five-star rating, tell five friends who like the Jayhawks about this podcast, and we'll keep this thing rolling. going to talk some KU hoops. Also, I'm going to go through the KU football schedule. going to go game by game, talk about a little bit of a breakdown. Obviously, things are going to change throughout the course of the season, but a preseason breakdown of what I think is going to happen in each game for the KU football team this season. Before I get to that, let's talk some KU hoops because no matter what time of day, yet what time of week, what time of month, what time of year, it doesn't matter. KU football, KU basketball, excuse me, is at the front of mind. So I know KU football coming up here in just a couple weeks, but before we get to the KU football breakdown, let's talk about some KU news because Bill Self talked to the media yesterday. Whenever Bill Self talks to the media, you know it's going to have some good uh, tidbits to it. And one of the first things when talking to the media, they asked him about his health. And, of course, last year we know what happened in March. Uh, he had two uh, stents placed in his heart, uh, had a procedure where he was feeling uh, – he wasn't feeling like himself. Uh, don't know exactly what all went into it, but he did have the, those two stents placed in March. He f- says he's feeling fine. He's feeling good. Uh, he said the timing of that whole thing was just absolutely horrendous because of uh, the Big 12 tournament getting ready to start and then March Madness after that. So he said it was just the absolute worst time to have that little heart issue. But he says that everything is fine. He's doing well. He's playing golf. He was actually at a golf event. So he he's doing well now uh, and looking out on this season says he's going to be just fine. No more health issues for Bill Self. Prayers up for that as well because we don't want to see anything like that happen again to Bill Self or anybody else on the KU staff for that matter. Uh, but he was also asked about the health of his team. And he said for Arterio Morris, he had a knee strain when they were in the Bahamas or in Puerto Rico playing against the Bohemian national team. So he had a little bit of a knee issue there. He said that Arterio Morris is about 80% now. They're going to hold him out this week for their practice. Um, he'll do some shooting around on his own, but no contact just to try to get himself back up to speed there. Self said he was really excited about that tournament where they got to play the Bohemian national team a couple of times. Said they got out of it a lot. They got uh, out in transition, uh, played some really quality opponents there, uh, beat them once, lost to them once. That's just how it goes. Uh, so they, I guess, uh, according to Self, that team that they beat, just beat the Argentinian national team uh, to qualify for the Olympics. So that's not some walkover national team that uh, KU played just a couple of weeks ago. That was a legit national team, and now that could be a team that will be playing in the Olympics. So we'll keep an eye out on that. Uh, If I'm not cheering for Team USA, I'll cheer for uh, the Bahama national team for sure because that's just – that would be a nice story to see uh, come out of the Olympics if they could make it and get into the tournament there, make some noise. But like I said, Team USA all the way. But if KU can say that they beat an Olympic medal team, that would be pretty cool as well. Uh, on the KU basketball front, another name that we've been talking about on this podcast for a little bit now, Johnny Furphy. 
You love Johnny Furphy, the six foot eight, two hundred two pound freshman guard from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, committed to KU back on August third. Back in July, we were saying he was a name to look out for to be the maybe the final piece to the puzzle for KU in the 2023 season. And Bill Self, of course, asked about Johnny Furphy. Says he got here on Friday night. Uh, they were with him on Saturday and Sunday. He got to do a light workout on Monday. He looked great. Six foot eight, looking great. Uh, he needs to get stronger. Has a few things that he needs to work on. But Self says he's an athlete who can shoot and says that he's one of the better prospects in the program currently right now. So that is saying a lot for Johnny Furphy. And that that is the, the player news for this time of year, just kind of getting everybody up to speed. And Bill Self says that Johnny Furphy does still need to get caught up to speed a little bit on what's going on with the program uh, it's obviously his first time in Kansas, so it's something that needs to be mentioned that he will have a little bit of a learning curve here, but Self has some high uh, high aspirations for Johnny Furphy coming out of Australia, so very excited about that. The last bit of news for Kansas basketball, not sure if you guys have been keeping up on the news of the past couple of weeks, but in Hawaii they've had some absolutely devastating fires uh, a lot has been going on there. And, of course, uh, KU scheduled to play in the Maui Invitational, and that's supposed to be going on November 20th through 23rd. Bill Self had a little bit of an update on that. Uh, said he talked to Dave Odom, who's running the tournament, and Dave doesn't know exactly what's going to be happening at this time. Uh, the government is just trying to deal with what they have going on right now. And then Self went on to say that if this tournament was supposed to be played in September or October, that would probably be out of the question. But since it is in late November, around Thanksgiving, uh, Dave uh, Odom seems to be confident that the tournament uh, could be relocated if it needs to so that all fan bases could still uh, get to Hawaii and play in this tournament. Otherwise, they're hoping that they can just play it at the normal facilities and be able to uh, get there and play and maybe have a boost for the local economy there as well. And if you didn't hear, this is something that's really cool that's going on. October 29th, Kansas is going to play Illinois in an exhibition game with all the proceeds from the game being donated to the Hawaii Community Foundation Maui Strong Fund. Uh, to provide financial resources toward relief efforts in those Hawaii fires. And just a really cool and a very uh, respectful sign from both Illinois and KU putting this together. Both teams have uh, been a part of that Maui Invitational several times over the years. So these two teams getting together on October 29th for an exhibition game is absolutely fantastic. And that is going to take place at Illinois. So that's going to be something that uh, that both fan bases can get to. Typically, uh, you only get a small percentage of tickets to away games, but they said they're going to open up the tickets so that fans from uh, both teams can make it out to this event if they want to. So that there could be a potential 50-50 split on KU Illinois fans at this event. Again, it's going to be 
a fundraiser for the Hawaii Community Foundation, Maui Strong Fund, for those uh, efforts in the relief efforts over there in Hawaii. Exhibition game against Illinois on October 29th. So that is the KU basketball news. Uh, As I said before, a lot of KU basketball news year-round, but wanted to share that with you before I got in to the latest on KU football. Because KU football kicks off their season Less than two weeks away now, Friday, September 1st, Missouri State coming to David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. And I cannot wait to see how KU's team looks, but specifically the offense. They have 91% of the production coming back from that offensive team last year. Uh, The super talented team, uh, having all those guys come back, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch the KU uh, offense roll this season But for this year, I want to go through the schedule each and every game, give you my prediction, give you my score prediction for each game, and then uh, final record, what I think it's going to be, along with the potential for a bowl game. Yeah, let's get into it right now. Going to go straight down the schedule, starting with September 1st, Missouri State at Kansas, coming into David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium for week one of the season. Kansas shouldn't have any issue getting their first win of the season against this lower division squad. Missouri State, one of the worst teams in FCS last year. Kansas should have no problems putting them away in week one. Should be no nerves heading into this game. I'm saying Jayhawks roll in this one 49-10. Maybe giving Missouri State 10 points might be a little bit generous, but Kansas winning week one 49-10 should be able to get Plenty of work from their backups in this game in the second half. Should be able to rest Jalen Daniels and the rest of the guys in the second half of this game. I've got Kansas starting 1-0 on the season with a 49-10 win over Missouri State. How about week two? I was just talking about Kansas and Illinois playing an exhibition game in October for basketball for that Maui Invitational uh, for the, the Wildfire Foundation that they're going to uh, be doing some donations for. Yeah, well, you know what? They're playing in football this year, too. Friday, September 8th, another Friday game for Kansas. Illinois at Kansas, another game at David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. Kansas is going to be riding high after that week one win against Missouri State. Uh, Illinois surprised a lot of people last year. They really did, finishing second place in the Big Ten West with a 5-4 and conference record. That was a pretty weak division there. In the Big Ten West, I should know as I follow Nebraska football. I told you guys this when I first kicked off this podcast. I have a lot of relatives up there in the Omaha area. Grew up a Nebraska football fan. It's been absolutely terrible following Nebraska football over the years. Uh, But you know what? Kansas has a chance to beat Illinois in week two and show the Big Ten what we have over here in the Big 12 And I think that in this one, however things went for Illinois last year, in a home game that will likely sell out at David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium, people are going to be packing the booth again this year. I expect Kansas to jump out and gain momentum early in this game, maybe pick off a turnover, maybe get an interception early, maybe a fumble recovery. And no matter what Illinois tries to do when they mount their comeback in the second half, it's not going to be enough. Kansas wins this one 42-31 over Illinois. So Kansas off to a 2-0 start on the season in my projections here. 
before they go to week three, Saturday, September 16th, their first road game of the season, Kansas taking on Nevada on the road in Reno. We'll see what happens here. But KU taking their first road trip of the season to face Nevada, a team that finished their 2022 campaign on a 10-game losing streak. So much like Missouri State, one of the worst teams in the FCS last year, Nevada, one of the worst teams in FBS. So the Wolfpack going to try to turn things around this year. I would not expect that to happen against an energized Jayhawk squad that is rolling to start the season. Give me Kansas in a 55-20 win against Nevada. Because you know what? Why not? That moves Kansas to 3-0 on the season after they pick up wins over Missouri State, Illinois, and Nevada. And then you know what happens in Week 4? That's right. Big 12 football starts. And it's not your old uh, father's Big 12 or Big 8 anymore. No, conference realignment definitely uh, mixed things up once again this year. Now we've got new teams in the Big 12 to get used to. And uh, we're going to have more Big 12 teams coming in in the next couple of years. So get used to new teams, new faces, new places. And uh, this is this is one of the new teams coming in Saturday, September 23rd to David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium. BYU, the BYU Cougars, a brand new team in the Big 12, will kick off Big 12 play at Kansas, the first conference game of the season for KU. A new Big 12 opponent. You love to see it. We'll get to feel it out right away from the start of the conference season. And we know that BYU is a solid football program. They've been a good football program for a long time now. But we're going to see what they're made of by week three because they're going to play at Arkansas in week three. That's a tough opponent for them to play at an SEC team that early in the season. So we'll see what BYU's made of coming off that game against Arkansas. They might be a little bit beat up coming to Lawrence, Kansas. And since KU gets the Cougars at home in week four, I'm giving Kansas the edge. I think these two teams are going to be really well matched up really close. But I do give KU the edge since they got this game at home. Kansas comes out with a 27-24 win over BYU to move to 4-0 on the season. All right, Saturday, September 30th, Kansas at Texas. This is a game I'm not circling on my schedule. Usually this is one of those games that you're like, all right, Texas, let's see what KU has against Texas this year. I'm not feeling optimistic. This is the one game this season I'm not feeling optimistic about. Kansas at Texas. I know the last time they played at Texas they won it in overtime. Jalen Daniels had that nice pass to Jared Casey in overtime to get the win. But I'm not looking forward to this game after what I saw last year. Last year, I was in attendance at the game when Texas came to play KU at senior night. And Texas absolutely dominated them. So because of that, maybe it's recency bias and whatnot. But it's going to be a tough game for the Jayhawks. Texas is a college football playoff contender going into the season. I'd love to see an upset again at Texas, but I'm taking Texas to win this one by a couple touchdowns, 38-24 over Kansas. Now, their record after five weeks, a very respectable 4-1. and one. Heading into the month of October as we flip the calendar, another one of those new teams coming into the Big 12, one of the newcomers coming back to visit Lawrence, Kansas, 
UCF, it's the University of Central Florida, on Saturday, October 7th, coming to the booth to play Kansas. Uh, UCF, one of the good college football teams of the last decade. Scott Frost came in and turned that program around. Uh, They came off an ACC championship game appearance last year. Unfortunately, in their bowl game, UCF lost 30-14 to to Duke. That was a Duke team, by the way, that Kansas beat in September last season. So that is something to keep an eye on as well. Jalen Daniels versus John Reese Plumley could be, could very well be one of the best dual threat quarterback matchups in college football this season. If you haven't watched John Reese Plumley play, he is an excellent dual threat quarterback. You got to be watching him at all times. I think this is going to be a high scoring affair. I do think that KU and Jalen Daniels come out on top against UCF 41-30 to move on to 5-1 on the season. But I do think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Two high-profile offenses uh, going back and forth against each other. But Kansas wins at 41-30 against UCF, welcoming them to the Big 12 and going to 5-1 on the season. So going into Saturday, October 14th, I have KU at 5-1 just needing one more win to become bowl eligible. And they did it in October last season. That's when they became bowl eligible. I hope they can do it again. We'll see. But Saturday, October 14th, they're going to be traveling to Stillwater, Oklahoma to take on Oklahoma State. Could the Jayhawks win back-to-back games against the Cowboys? They beat them last year in Lawrence. It was one of the big wins of the season. Uh, Even though it came as a surprise to some people that KU beat Oklahoma State last year. Could they do it again? I think KU could handle business on the road. I think it's going to be a great game. However, I do think Oklahoma State will be coming in with revenge on their mind after what happened last year and pull out the win at home. I don't think KU can go on the road and beat Oklahoma State. I think they can go on the road and beat Oklahoma State, but I'm not going to predict it. Right now, I'm taking Oklahoma State 33, Kansas 27. So KU would be 5-2 and two at this point going into their bye week. Again, very respectable 5-2 and two going into the bye week. And then coming out of the bye, you know what they've got? The other school from Oklahoma. The school from Oklahoma that is leaving the Big 12 to go to the SEC after this year. On Saturday, October 28th, Kansas will welcome the Oklahoma Sooners in Lawrence, Kansas. It's going to be an uphill battle. They're facing a team in Oklahoma that they haven't beat in 18 years. Last year, they played the Sooners to a 10-point game. It was a 52-42 loss in Norman, Oklahoma. This was one of the games where Jalen Daniels did not play. He was hurt. He was out this game. Jason Bean played pretty well, but there were some costly turnovers in that game that cost KU in the end. I think behind Jalen Daniels, behind the home crowd, which will hopefully be sold out at the booth. Coming off a bye week, the Jayhawks will shock the world and upset the Oklahoma Sooners, sending them packing to the SEC, crying with their tails tucked between their legs in a stunner. KU 45, Oklahoma 42. Kansas becomes bowl eligible on October 28th. You're going to be storming the field. You're going to be taking the goalposts out to the lake again and it's going to be Kansas with the big upset 45-42 over Oklahoma on Saturday 
October 28th. Six and two record heading into November. What do you think about that, KU fans? With a month to go in the season, a six and two record would be absolutely fantastic. Then you go to uh, play at Iowa State on November 4th, Saturday, November 4th. KU traveling to Ames, Iowa to take on Iowa State. An Iowa State program, by the way, that's crumbling right now. After a down season last year, it didn't get better in the offseason. The sports betting scandal happening right now. Uh, they're going to be without their starting quarterback, who they thought was going to be with the team this year. Could be a trap game for KU coming out of that game against Oklahoma, but I think the Jayhawks are going to be riding high. They're going to be up for the task, and Leipold and company will sneak out of Ames with a hard-fought win. Kansas 24, Iowa State 13. I'm giving KU another win to move to 7-2 and two on the season, so that would put KU over their win total from last year. And by the way, their win over under total is six this year, so that would put them over their Vegas odds uh, number as well for this year. Kansas 7-2 and two after a win over Iowa State. Saturday, November 11th, Texas Tech at Kansas. This is going to be an absolutely fantastic game. It could even be an instant classic. Tech coming off in an, an emotional game against TCU the week before. It's going to be a Thursday night game, a home game for Texas Tech. They're going to be coming off of that game. Who knows how it's going to go? I think Texas Tech can beat TCU. But for this game, they'll have an extra couple of days rest since they'll have that Thursday night game against TCU. That could give the Red Raiders an advantage. But for KU, they're going to be 7-2 and two on the season. They're going to be feeling confident. They're going to come into this game thinking that they can beat Texas Tech. And that's exactly how I think it's going to go. KU wins it in classic fashion on a late field goal, and they beat Texas Tech 37-34. Send Patrick Mahomes crying from the stadium. And I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is going to be there. I don't know what's going on with the Chiefs schedule that week. But I think KU wins it on a late field goal, 37-34, and move to 8-2 on the season. KU fans, how would you feel if you're 8-2 on the season Heading into the Sunflower Showdown on Saturday, November 18th. Kansas State coming to Lawrence to play KU this year. The Jayhawks will be absolutely hungry. They're gonna be their stomachs are gonna be rumbling for this game. So hungry against K-State, their in-state rival. Sunflower Showdown needs a KU win to get this rivalry back on track. KU has their best chance to beat. K-State for the first time in 15 years. And you know what? I'm calling this the Sean Snyder revenge game. You want to know why? KU hired Sean Snyder. He's going to be helping the special teams get better. He's going to help the entire team get better. He's going to have them up and ready to play in this game against K-State. And in another close game, back-to-back games where a late field goal propels Kansas to a win KU with the upset over Kansas State, 34-31, to move to 9-2 on the season. That's right, Jayhawk fans. I have the KU Jayhawks football team at 9-2 after November 18th and their win over Kansas State. That's going to be an incredible feeling. Again, another a senior day at Kansas, by the way, in the Sunflower Showdown. That stadium is going to be absolutely ridiculous. Kansas, Kansas State, Sunflower Showdown on Senior Day. Yeah, give me the Jayhawks 
in a 34-31 win, moving to 9-2 and on the season. That's going to be an epic atmosphere. Can't wait to see how that plays out. Then you go to the last game of the regular season. Saturday, November 25th, Kansas at Cincinnati. The easy thing to do here would be to pick KU to beat Cincinnati. They're going to be favored in this game if they're 9-2 and on the season at this point. And Kansas, honestly, if their only loss at this point is to Oklahoma State and Texas, there is a good chance that a win over Cincinnati in the last week of the season would put them in the Big 12 title game. Cincinnati wants to play spoiler. The Jayhawks are going to come out a little too amped up. They're going to lose the turnover battle, and in a big disappointment in the final week of the season, the Bearcats are going to pull off the stunner over a top-20 Kansas team and beat Kansas 30-24. to I have Cincinnati 30, Kansas 24. So Kansas will unfortunately fall short of the Big 12 title game in a sad ending to the regular season. Nine and three on the season, though. If you say the Kansas Jayhawks are going to go nine and three in the regular season, you'll take that any day of the week, no matter which wins happen where. You'll take nine and three on the regular season any day of the week. Nobody else is picking Kansas to win double digits this year, and in order for that to happen, you know what's going to the KU is going to have to get to a bowl game and win that bowl game. So. Kansas being 9-3 and three after the regular season, I have them making it to the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Nobody knows about the Pop-Tarts Bowl because this is the first year they're calling it the Pop-Tarts Bowl, formerly known as the Cheez-Its Bowl. Before that, it was known as a different bowl. Every year they're changing bowl game names. It was the Cheez-Its Bowl last year, Pop-Tarts Bowl this year. It's going to be a Big 12 team against an ACC team. And this year I have the Kansas Jayhawks taking on the North Carolina Tar Heels. Both teams typically known for being blue bloods in the basketball world. And this would be a rare matchup where KU would face North Carolina on the football field. Both of these teams would be vying for a double-digit win season as well. So there's a lot on the line in this game between KU and North Carolina on the football field. And I think after last year, finishing the season 6-7, and not quite getting a winning season last year under uh, Lance Leipold, getting the six wins and getting to the bowl game, but not getting that bowl win left a sour taste in the mouth of the Kansas Jayhawks team who brought back so many starters on offense and defense, brought back the entire coaching staff, which is why I have them beating North Carolina in a huge offensive game from both teams, I have Kansas beating North Carolina 45-38 to finish the season 10-3. and That's right. Kansas will finish the season with double-digit wins for the first time since 2008. The first time in 15 years that KU will have a season where they win 10 games or more. I know that's an optimistic look for the Kansas football season. I know most people have KU finishing with anywhere from 5 to 8 wins this season. But with the entire staff back... of the offensive production, 80% of the defensive production, a Heisman Trophy candidate in Jalen Daniels, Lance Leipold pulling this program up to where there's a lot of buzz surrounding it. I have KU doing the unthinkable, winning 10 games, winning double digits on the season, and coming out and shocking the college football world. Going from two wins in his first season, Lance Leipold's first season, 
to six games in his second season. There's a trend here, folks. You go from two wins in year one to six wins in year two to ten wins in year three. That's right. Make the four-year jump every year. And then next year is when I expect KU to be in the Big 12 championship game, competing not only for a Big 12 title, but for a national title in year four of Lance Leipold, if they can convince Jalen Daniels to stick around for another year, if they can convince Devin Neal to stick around for another year, the the recruiting, what they've been doing in the transfer portal, KU is on the path to have an excellent team this year and to continue that program tradition that they are building into the 2024 season. I can't wait. If KU wins 10 games this year, you heard it here first on the Jayhawker Talker podcast. You heard it first over at heartlandcollegesports.com, my latest article. You can go check out there as well. I have all of my predictions for each game for the KU season written out over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. Go ahead and check that out. But that about does it for today's episode. You can always get at me on Twitter at Jayhawker Talker. Let me know what's going on there. Keep the conversation going. Can't wait for football season coming up less than two weeks away. Week one against the Missouri State, Friday, September 1st, over there at the booth. Hope to see a lot of you guys out there. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it out to that first game, but I'll be following along. I'll be watching the game. I'll be tweeting about the game. So hopefully you all have a great rest of your week. And as always, until next time, Rock Chalk, Jayhawk.